where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. How are you doing, James? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing great. We're on episode six. We're flying through these. The weeks have melted away. We know the characters. But who are we talking about today, James? Who's the standout character? It's a Diane-heavy episode today. Any friend of Diane. First aired on 4th of November, 1982. Our main creators. Who's our writers of this episode? Ken Levine and David Isaacs. Kenny and Dave. Dave and Ken. They've put together a really nice written episode. Should we start with the cold opening? Stands alone, this one. Not related to Diane or her friend. Yes. And it's uh, Carla. Having a little conversation with her kids. They're misbehaving. Something to do with the TV aerial. Someone dangling off a roof yeah. or something? General shenanigans. Them kids. Them tortelli kids. What are they like? We'll probably find out at some point. I assume we will. She, uh, she tells them they're adopted. Gives them a random name from the yellow pages. And by the way, any more problems tonight and you're adopted. Your real mother is Doris Slobodkin. Five, 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 eight, nine, two, one. You think that's going to work? One in a million chance, but I gotta take it. Good luck, Doris. You're gonna need it. So moving on, let's talk about Diane's friend. We got Rebecca. Rebecca Prout, played by Julia Duffy. She's not having the best of time. Bit down and out. She broke up with her long fiance. She's looking for an evening of unbridled bestial pleasure. It's what I have written down here. That's a quote. But yeah, she's looking for uh, something to take her mind off, and she's eyeing up Sam to uh, Diane's dread, I guess. Chagrin. Chagrin. This is why James is here. For cultural, colourful <laughs> words. Diane kind of warns Sam and says, whatever this woman asks of you, you have to say no. But unfortunately, it's not the questions Diane thought was going to yeah. be asked. Would you object to joining me in my hotel room for an afternoon of wild animal passion? <laughs> no! <laughs> What's your name? Does it matter? No! <laughs> So that setup's there. We can see where the episode may go. And obviously it takes a turn. And Sam realises that Rebecca is very boring and depressing. But ultimately she's not in the right mind frame. Initially she was considered for the role of Diane. We've seen a few times where people who were in contention for main roles have come up as guest stars. And this is another case of that. I could have seen Duffy being Diane mm, I could have seen that as well. I guess that's why they were cast as friends. Because they're very similar characters. Especially when we look at the situations that they're in in these episodes. Because a situation echoes episode one Diane in terms of the situation that they're in. I was going to say, we're only six episodes in and we've already had two cheating fiancés. I know. Boston. Where everybody knows your name, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> there might be more than two. I mean, Norm's always a bit weird. Norm's always a bit weird, is that, is that how you just described it? I mean, again, this is an example of Norm being a little bit ashamed. Ashamed of She's, being a local. It's the first episode which really kind of just the fact that Norm is very much an alcoholic. He's itching for a beer, isn't he? He invites his boss to cheers and requests that coach pretends he doesn't know him and that he doesn't come there regularly. No! So once Norm arrives with his boss, we do see how dependent he is on alcohol as he downs a pint in. I don't even, I don't know how they did that. Apparently what the uh, beer was made from was some kind of fruit drink, maybe apple juice, but they keep salt on the top so that they have the head of the beer. That sounds horrible. Think about how they were shooting all those scenes. George went having to knock back all these... Salty apple juice. (laughs) (laughs) There was an interview with John Matzenberger where they were asking him, did you drink real beer on Cheers? And he goes, no, of course not. We were working. 
But you know, if it was a particularly long shoot, we just went to the prop guy. Put a bit of Heineken in there. There you go. Some of them were not salty apple juice. They were the real deal. Those are, <laughs> those are the two beverages in the world. Salty <laughs> apple juice or the real deal. I think the real deal would be a good brand. There's probably a pun in there somewhere you could make. So it's a Norm Vings' boss along, and his boss doesn't drink. Macar McCalman, who played Dallastable, Norm's boss, played Deputy Queen in Deliverance. That was his film debut. He played Mr. B in Smokey and the Bandit. He was also in a New Heart episode and a couple of episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as Dr. Baylor. Quite versatile. New Heart to Fresh Prince to Deliverance. Not in that order. Whereas for Julia Duffy, she went on to play Stephanie Vanderkullen in New Heart. Grace Under Fire, Julia Duffy also appeared in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, The Drew Carey Show, and Intolerable Cruelty. Do you know what people love on podcast gyms? Good old lists. Lists of information. They can just remember those forever. There's a quite a general theme of jealousy within yes. Diane and her friend when uh, Sam goes off with Rebecca. Diane, Sam's not back yet. So, who cares? I would if he took off with my friend for two hours. One hour and 53 minutes. So she's been timing it, which to me made it seem like a bit of jealousy. There's also loneliness and heartbreak, something which, as you've said, kind of mirrors the first episode. It was interesting to see those themes come back, particularly with someone who did audition for the role of Diane, mm. also across the episode. It was interesting to see how Sam's maturity had grown. And that's only for the A story. For the B story, we have interesting themes as well. Office politics and job satisfaction. What's a deemed to be acceptable, <laughs> yeah. I guess? And that's something which Norm is quite hesitant about. I mean, he goes in, his boss says, oh, I'll have a beer. A beer? That's a refreshing change. So it's like facade that he's trying to put on to impress. There's a lot of facades in here as well. Ultimately, when Sam rejects Rebecca, they have to put on a facade in order to make that all right. They pretend to be a couple. Which, again, I took as Diane's jealousy manifesting in her forcing the scenario. And then Sam kind of taking advantage of that. She's put herself in a hole where she can't really get out yeah. of it in that situation. Again, in the uh, side office, close quarter scene, explore characters a bit more. But I think it also offered that closing the door on a character. When Rebecca left, they were then able to break out of that sort of ruse and fight, which was quite nice to be able to see the shift in tone from one character leaving a room. So that was quite nice. One thing I did find interesting throughout this episode is that both guest parts in this episode display regret for the way their lives turn out. One, because they don't think men are attracted to them. And the other, because they're an accountant instead of their childhood aspiration of being a dancer. Obviously, the latter is more the comedic relief, but I did find it interesting that despite them being different storylines, they both had that in common. So I think the, the themes that are carrying through from episode one throughout the series yeah. so far. Well, even with Carla, who's very rarely featured in this episode, but even she's some regret of some kinds about her children. We're trying to, in a nutshell, say Cheers is the place where you go to regret stuff. That's yeah. sad. It is sad. But Carla, we said in the cold open, then something really dark happens. Dark even for Carla. It was a really dark line. Early in the episode, she says, ever since I've seen ordinary people, I wanted to take them sailing. I looked into Ordinary People because I'd yeah. heard of the film. Ordinary People features someone suffering from PTSD after being in a sailing incident where their brother died. When Carla said this, even Sam's looking at her with just kind of disgust and disappointment of going, Carla, why are you saying this about your children? All three characters, they've got varying levels mm. of putting their heart on their sleeve and varying levels of playing for comedic effect. But with Carla, it's one of those ones where there's so <laughs> much sinister aspects about the things she's saying in this episode. We haven't seen the Totelli kids yet. 
No. But I don't think they deserve that. They misbehave, but I think she brought them up well. She seems like she'd be a good mother and put her foot down when she needed to. (laughs) Apart from that ordinary people coming. Apart from when she's not. It also brought about the class divide. Again, working single mother, accountant problems, school alumni from Diane and Sam and Cliff, you know, the Cheers regulars. It was interesting to see these different groups in society and their troubles because norms is very office politics, job satisfaction, which is completely different to Rebecca's worries and completely different to Carla's. Do you know what I think is actually really interesting about that is when you look at it from that lens you see norm pretending that he's not a local because he wants to be accepted by his boss and when diane's friend arrives diane panics takes off her apron and then pretends to bump into her friend and order a drink from carla pretending that she doesn't work there it's about people putting on acts to pretend to fit in and in terms of class divide as well and seeing where they should how they should act in accordance to where they see themselves within class i guess what's that james well there's someone at the door john it's Mr. Clavin. What trivia does he have for us today? It's all these trivia letters, James. If only we had more, which could be sent in by our listeners. Wouldn't we love that, John? If only we had some kind of postal service or Facebook page that we could get trivia from. Maybe that hashtag? Hashtag WNKYN Cheers Podcast. What was that again, James? Hashtag WNKYN Cheers Podcast. It's my ringtone. Trivia. Let's go, James. This is another classic trivia question. What does Norm say when asked? How's life treating you? It's a doggy dog world and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. I'm afraid that was incorrect. It was like he caught me in bed with his wife. Which you answered to last time. <laughs> I think I know who your favourite character is in this show. It's an easy question to write. <laughs> and that's why we need you, the audience, to send in some trivia for us. Well, trivia. Just a general, how are you? Any kind of message that you want to send. Got some fun facts as well that you want us to talk about. Cheers history. Or if you have any anonymous bar stories you'd like to oh, send. Oh, we'd like we're, some anonymous bar stories. We're happy to talk about them too. Anyway, round two on the questions, James. Where did Diane go to college? America. Correct. Go on, James. Give me, give me, the, give me the facts. Bennington. Bennington. Bennington, America. Bennington College. America. You're not wrong, John. What does Norm order when he enters the bar with his boss? Lemonade? It was a Perrier. Bubbly water people. A, 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 I assume so. I didn't know what it was. Perrier. A per, Perrier. Sparkling water. What's your stance on sparkling water? Waste of air, I think. <laughs> Waste of air. We're not one for sparkling water here. When hope you know your name? No. Beer chips. Pints. <laughs> Exclusively pints. <laughs> we only serve in pints. I went to a um, pub once with my family. One of the things you could order were pork scratchings by the half pint. That's an excessive amount of calories. <laughs> <laughs> A shot of applesauce. Drop it in. Like a meaty Jager buff. Just the half pint for me, I'm driving. (laughs) This is why we need your stories, not ours. Let's get some more trivia going. (laughs) This is the first time Melville's is mentioned in dialogue. Can you tell me what is the literary connection between the name Melville and seafood? Um, it's a type of fish. No, Herman Melville wrote Moby Dick, which is about a whale. I've got I've got a cheers related question for you. What is Coach's real name? Only Pantuso. Ah, oh, throw you off. We learned that in the first episode. I know, but I just thought <laughs> he, he says it again because he introduces himself. That's all right. I thought. Thank I thought, you for reminding me. Well, at least it was topical. You got a half pint of post questions there, do you, John? This is a bit salty in here. Last question. What, what, what are we having? <laughs> what is Rebecca's favorite Russian poem? I can give you two points, one for the author, one for the title of the poem. Do you know, neither point helps when you don't know any of the answer. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to get this. 
Kreshnikov's Another Christmas in Agony. So what are we saying, James? How do you feel? I think I fancy a nice half pint of salty apple. That sounds like a refreshing change. Thank you for listening to... Where Nobody Knows Your Name.